Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. Today, I have Michelle DeKaiser from Connecting Mamas with me. Hi, Michelle. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you today. I've been having so much fun already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have so much in common. I, My audience is mostly homeschoolers, but we're mostly moms. Um, so uh, I, I work with a lot of moms and um, I definitely resonate with everything that you're doing, helping these moms. I know, you know, I have, I have five boys and uh, being a homeschooler, I was home a lot and just around my kids and uh, I kind of got lost. That's kind of what you do, right? Is you kind of help well, those that's, moms. That's what drove me to this was that I felt lost. And part of it was when I, I started, my journey was actually like I was um, saying last time was September 1st of 2020, when I decided during COVID, um, my my father had cancer, um, was dying of cancer. And my husband's brother had cancer as well. So we decided not knowing anything that we, I was not going to do virtual because I felt like a substitute teacher. So I decided it's homeschooling. So we were going to homeschool that year and I started a program um, called the 75 Heart. So it was, it was trying to do something for myself as well as, as for the kids. But like, I really like loved homeschooling, but it just wasn't in the dynamics of my family to continue. I really did think it was going to be my passion and something that I was destined to do. So I'm trying to, everything that I learned that year, I'm still trying to instill. Um, even though my kids are still back in school, like for my son, I, I want to create an after school time where we spend two hours once, I mean, an hour each week. Like, so I'm sort of trying to, to do what he wants to do and, and keep him growing. And so I think it's, it's more, even if we're not homeschooling or what we're doing, it's just being intentional with our kids and our time and how we're doing things and really setting that up in what we call our busy schedules. But what is that busyness? What are the things that we actually want to do? Yeah. Yeah. That, what what would you talk to? What would you tell a a mom who is just so busy, so wrapped up in her kids? Which being wrapped up in your kids, I mean, that's natural. I mean, that's that's where yes. you want to be, but you don't want to lose yourself in the process. And. And I felt like I had kind of lost myself. And, and what I, first thing I want to say to the mom is you're not alone. Like yeah. you are not the only one that this happened to. And this is why I'm doing what I want to do because I want to attract the moms that want more, right? That, that we got to a point, like for me with my kids um, right now, 12, nine and six, but even in homeschooling, there were times where I had 10 to 15 minutes where they were either done with their stuff or they didn't need my help. Right. But what do I do with it? Do I, do I fill myself with activities around the house, like doing laundry or stuff, or like did I find myself like playing candy crusher or watching one of my shows or doing something that felt listless to me, that I want it more like I did. And so how do I get there? It's like, also it's like, I'm so, I'm grateful for my family, but at the same time, I'm like, 
who am I and what do I actually want to do? What do I enjoy? And I had no idea. I struggled to answer that question. Even um, just in times, even today, like sometimes it's like when you get asked the question, what do you want to do? Like, I don't know, whatever the kids want to do. And that's a lot of times that is true. And it's okay because I, I want to do what activities I want to do. There are times that we do know what we want to do. And the more we start to look for that and define that and say, I'm going after this because it's what I want to do and not what I think I need or should do. And we start to have more genuine connections. Yeah. 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 When we get so caught up in just having our identity, just being their mom, we, that connection is not, it's just about them. And there's not that connection, not that back and forth. And I love to use, I love to use the example of my son because we're so alike in personality that we would just always be confrontational. And and I feel myself yelling all the time and be in some screaming match. And it gets a point where like, I kind of throw my hands up in the air and say to my husband, okay, you deal with me, deal with him. But as a mom, I didn't really want to like, that didn't necessarily feel good to me, but it felt necessary at the time. But I, I had to be another way is what I kept thinking. But like, how do I do that? And honestly, I did it without realizing it because I started going after the things I wanted and wanted to like creating this business and him seeing me model and going after something made him curious and wondering what's mom doing. I want to ask questions. I want to know more about this. She seems excited. I want to support her. And that's not always the case, but for us, that was the case because I was going after what I wanted. And next thing I know, he wanted to help make a YouTube video. So every once in a while, he'll help me with some of that stuff. But it's that he sees me in a different light now. I'm not just the mom. I got this other stuff. And now because I've learned this stuff, I can help support him if he wants to do a podcast or a YouTube channel. And if he doesn't, just learning how to do it. But he loves making videos. So it's just like trying to support that. And he sees that I'm capable of doing that. And so he'll come ask questions now. And so we just have such a much more genuine connection with each other than, than we did before when I was just trying to do everything he wanted. Because honestly, he didn't know what he wanted. But by him seeing me model and striving after figuring that out, he's slowly starting to figure that out. Yeah. That's a really hard lesson that some people never learn. Uh, some parents never learn is that we have to take that. We have to take that time for ourselves and find ourselves in order to bless our kids. I know, I mean, my, my whole thing obviously is realizing genius. And I, I firmly believe that every single person is a genius, not just our kids, um, everyone, everyone. And that whole, the realizing part of it is actually, you know, going out into the world and sharing it. And um, I had a coach, a mentor uh, talk mm-hmm. to me about the, the that I was seeing all of these other people as geniuses, but I wasn't seeing myself as a genius. And it's kind of like, oh, it's back into that mom thing where it's like, it's all about everybody else. And I'm not taking the time for me. And. Oh, I'm guilty as charged too. I think we all are. Oh yeah. We're not alone in that. So mom's listening there. We, we all feel that way. And right now I'm sitting here going, what am I doing? Like, even those thoughts as I'm sitting here having this conversation with you, like we still have those thoughts, but it's how much do we listen to them or just say, okay, well, I might not, but I'm just going to keep going and I'm going to try this out. And 
we're not going to be perfect today. We're probably going to, um, I was doing a presentation yesterday for the homeschool earlier with you for the homeschooling summit. I just couldn't remember a word in my head. And it was, um, and now I can't remember now, <laughs> but it was reactions <laughs> versus um, response. Response. Thank you. I, yeah. The word response just won't come in my head today, but I'm it's not going to say, okay, well, the whole talk is done because I couldn't do that. And so, but I think we do that to ourselves because it wasn't perfect. And so moms, we just want to show up imperfectly as us, but we need to start looking at and saying, I'm valued too. I deserve to have some things I enjoy today, not just the kids. And honestly, if I'm not doing that, then I'm not enjoying it with the kids. Cause I'm just like, Oh, what am I going to be done with their stuff? Yeah. Rather than doing it with them or finding something you want to do together. Cause now I'm like, I'm excited like to go pick up my son at 3.30 and say, okay, what are we working on today? Like, are we doing memory? Are we doing your podcast? Whatever. And even if it's just yesterday, I had such a bad headache after something and we just ended up cuddling in bed instead. But I still spent the time with them, even though we weren't necessarily doing something, but it was still intentional um, for what I could do at that moment. And he was like, I'm okay with that. And then he ended up cooking dinner because of it. Oh, wow. He loves to cook. So um, we've been working on that. And so that's why he wants to create his own, eventually, I think, YouTube channel um, for kids and teaching them and, and um, nutrition. So, but that only came about from me going after what I wanted. Yeah. And to see his drive and to see, and at times he think he, he you can see the doubt in his head and he's just like, not yet, not ready yet. And so I thought, if we start to just focus time together that I can get him to feel the same way as you, as well as I'm not the genius, but let him, I need to do it slowly. And so I think we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, when you first started this journey, what were some resources that you used to help you find your genius, you know, in my vernacular? So, so for me, there's so many different books and different things, but um, really what started my journey, I would say would be that I actually, because I did the 75 hard, it required you to do reading every day. So I was like, and then you get these book suggestions and things. Um, but one of the things that- okay. um, Hold on, hold on just a yeah. second. 75 hard. Uh, yes. Okay. Keep, where we can find more information about that? I keep, um, I believe he has a website now. Honestly, he, it was two podcasts that I listened to. So he would tell you the basis. There is a book as well, 75 Hard. Um, but basically it was just a checkoff list that you'd say for 75 days in a row, I'm going to do these things. So it was two 45-minute workouts a day. One had to be outside for various reasons he will go through. Um, you had to stick, pick a diet, stick to it. You could have not have alcohol. You um, had to take a picture every day. You had to read 10 pages of nonfiction, learning of your choice. And so a lot of these things were of your choice, but it was making sure that you intentionally set these habits every day and made time for it was really a caveat. But then if you got to day 30 and you missed one thing, you're supposed to start back at day one. Wow. And so people can run how it is. And again, it's just, it's really just that list. Like, and so I got the app and I just would check those things off. And it was one of those things where my husband would say, oh, she's starting something again. Let's see how far this one gets. And the days just kept ticking off and it was finally something that I needed at that moment that I decided that this is something I'm going after. And it's not for everyone, but what it what I do recommend is looking for, if you want that shift, what is a program? What is something? So in, in the talk that I just did, one of the um, books that I 
um, I really was inspired by Martha Beck. Now, Martha Beck talks about finding your North Star and your integrity. And that when we're going towards our integrity, it's, it's what makes us feel good. So it doesn't matter if people are watching how you act or something. It's, it's what you're doing that drives you. She says, everyone has your own home. And so at this home are all these visions and packages and things that you've been envisioning. But if you're not working towards who you are, you never get there. But if you start to work towards finding who you are, all these things that you've wanted, like the big house or the big things that you've you've envisioned for yourself are at this home. But it's at this North Star point that you need to find by discovering who you are. And it's so true because you, the more I dive into to, to personal development, it's essentially the same message is that we need to discover who we are and to attract people based on the things that, that we want. And, and our whole goal is to enjoy and be happy as much as possible with each of our days. I mean, that's, that's our ultimate goal. But how do we get there? How do we do that? And everyone, ha everyone has says a message a little bit differently. And so that's why there's so much out there because we hear from one person hear from two different people, but you hear something different from each person. They're saying the exact same thing. So it's more about finding the ones that work for you. So I recommend Martha Beck. One of the very first books that I read was, um, and the very first seminar I um, attended was the Believe It launch by Jamie Kern Lima. And um, she had an all day launch seminar that Tony Robbins helped host for her. And it was just all these different speakers. And I was just so inspired by her vision of just believing in yourself and, and her journey in what it meant. And so again, I think, and, and then you might in back here think, oh, well, I'm envious of her life or what she got. Then you start to see how she worked hard. Same thing with Sarah Blakely. Like that's one of the big, I love listening to her story of how she creates Sphinx and how she was actually in this mastermind back in the day, because mostly men of men, right? Which always brings me to my husband because he says, you need your business plan. You need this. So she's in this mastermind with men and um, the men all have their business plans and stuff. But eventually her listening to herself and her intuition and going in that direction is what drove her past them. All of a sudden they're like, how's she doing this? What is she doing? And I think as women, we doubt ourselves so, but it's like listening to yourself. And, and so what I recommend is when you hear about these different books or something, what are the ones that actually speak to you? Because we all hear that message a little bit differently. Like for instance, self-care is a big word right now, but it means so many different things. So if you just type in the word self-care and you see this gigantic list, look at that list. Where does your gut take you? Like I could recommend to you that journaling is really great, that meditation is really great, but what do you need at that moment? So when you feel like you need something or you want to start something, you need to go into yourself. Another good trick is to take all those self-help, cut into little strips, put them into a hat and start picking them out. And not to say that's what I'm going to do, but what's your reaction when you get that? Like, are you excited by that result? Or you're like, oh, all of a sudden I know I want to do that. It's a trick. You trick yourself into making a decision. And I actually did that with my son picking his middle school classes for next year because he couldn't make up his mind. And so I put them in the hat to say he first picked up art. He's like, I'm not that really good at art. I don't think I actually want to do that. And so then we're like, oh, okay, well, we can throw that one out. So it's like you're tricking yourself into making those decisions. There's so many decisions to make. And so we can recommend a whole list of books. And I actually do recommend Believe It. And I recommend Martha Beck Integrity um, to find your integrity and get to that North Star. But does that, does, does that my description of that speak to you? If it doesn't, then there are so many out there. 
listen to that voice in you and say, yeah, that's something that I, like I think I should read and pick it up. If not, listen to another suggestion, write them down when they speak to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's something that I think a lot of people talk themselves out of doing things and sharing their genius because it's like, ah, somebody else is doing it already where, yeah, there's, there's so many different self-help books. There's so many different, well, back to my audience of homeschoolers. So there's so many different homeschooling curriculums. Oh my gosh. There are so many. I was, oh, yeah. I was in the midst of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many, but each of them are meeting the needs of different people and in different ways. And we're all here for a reason to, to, you know, basically find that North star and, you know, shine really. I mean, that's realizing the genius, allowing your, your light to shine, your star to shine brightly. I love that. Love that North star. Well, it's so hard. I think because we have so much to make that decision, what am I going to spend my time on? That's why I think even the, the hat trick is good because we're tricking ourselves into like answering that question without like having to say, okay, I, I'm definitive. And then it's like, let me actually listen to my gut because it really is your gut, your intuition is going to guide you in the right space. Cause as you start your brain, your um, brain thinking about these things, it's going to send you in the right direction. It's going to find you the right teachers. If you're listening to it, we have to get through all this noise. There is so many choices, but if you really start to listen and you really start to listen to your, what you need, then you start to find what's right for you at that moment. For instance, okay. I dropped something off my desk this morning. I was getting ready for this, right? I dropped it off and actually I probably should share this book. Um, but this is one of the very first self-help books. I was, I was probably in high school and my mom and I went to see him speak. So this is probably one of the very first ones that I had and didn't ever have again. It was stuck behind the desk. I'm off to see my mom and stay out today. So I'm going to bring the book to her. Like, but I wouldn't have found it. Like, I feel like there aren't coincidences. We're meant to do these things. But so it's Jimmy Walden and go get him tiger. It's very old. And it was one of the very first self-help books that I didn't even realize at the time that he was a motivational speaker back in the day. And I didn't even know what that even meant. And so it was one of the very first that we were both kind of inspired by. And I remember buying the book and I totally completely forgot about it. I'm looking for whatever I dropped and book is just sitting there like right behind my desk, like stuck. And so I don't think there are coincidences. I think once we start listening to our, finding our North Star, listening to our intuition, we are going to guide ourselves in the right directions. Trick yourself with a hat trick if you need to. It works. It really yeah. does. Because all of a sudden you're like, oh, I didn't want to do that. Well, now you know, toss that one out. Yeah. And if, the one comes up and you're still not sure, try it. Doesn't work. Go to the next one. Yeah. And sometimes we need to trick ourselves to listen to ourselves. But, and we always want someone else to give us the answer. So it's, I think a lot of times with self-help, we're like, okay, well, let's go do their program. Well, is their program going to work for me? And so it's the same thing with connecting mamas. Like, I want to reach the moms that feel compelled to me. Like, I, I don't want to serve someone who doesn't feel like they don't have any interest in this or doesn't feel like it's the right fit for them. That's not what this is about. There's something else out there for that mom then. Like, I want to attract the ones that want to have this growth shift, that want to be in this community, that, that want that, that, that want to feel like they want something more. There might be moms that are discontent with where they're at, and that's great. Again, remember that our goal is to enjoy the journey, enjoy our day, and to be content with where we're at. We are, and we're happy you're doing it yeah if yeah. you want more or, or need guidance look for it start putting out the feelers for it 
and find the thing that works for you. Yeah. Now, when you are looking for that, when you want that, what are some components of that that you need to find? Well, I think you need to just define what is it that you want to look for. So for instance, for me right now, starting a business, right? We'll just use that as an example. Like my goal is to try to grow an audience, right? So am I going to do that through podcasts? Am I work on my blog? What are, like, I can list out all the things that I could do. And then I have to decide what can I focus on right now? What do I feel is going to actually, what do, and, and for me right now, it comes down to what some of the things I want to do, because there's so many different options. So then it's like, which one do I feel is going to help me? And then I want to do right now, because then I'm still moving myself forward. And I, I might not be ready to focus on one of those things just yet. So as long as I feel like I'm moving myself forward. And so that comes down back to the personal development, as well as we're looking at asking ourselves, what do I like doing? Do I like being in a community? Am I going to look for a community group? Would I rather do something by myself? I'm going to say that's going to be a little bit harder because we can learn information. But until you actually are acknowledging yourself in front of other people, it's still inside your head. And until you're actually taking the actions to move yourself forward. So I can I could read this book and I can take notes and I can get all this stuff down. But until I start doing some of the actions she tells me to do in this book, nothing's happening. So reading it is only the potential knowledge, potential until we actually take those actions. So what then you ask yourself, what is going, what do I need to take those actions? Do I need accountability? Do I need other moms? Do what are the things that I think I need? Because some people like working with other people. Some people need a spreadsheet to keep them accountable. Like, what is it those things that will keep me accountable to taking the action? Because ultimately, that's your goal is to start taking uncomfortable, small, uncomfortable actions that take you to where you want to go. Where is your North Star? What are the things you enjoy doing? And sometimes it's just hard to say, this is what I want to do today. Because I think my husband's not going to want to do that. My kids aren't going to want to do that. So then I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be the martyr. And I'm just going to sit here and, and grumble without them even knowing why I'm grumbling. Because I've done that many a days. Um, and not even necessarily realizing it. But because I'm being more conscious about it, I'm like, something I want to do. And I need to speak up. If I don't speak up, then it's going to be one of those things to pass on, right? As I was saying in the class earlier, I wanted to go parasailing in our in our trip. And I let it go on our anniversary. My husband's like, well, the two of us can go. But in my mind, I wanted the whole family to go because I wanted it to be a family adventure day. And I want, I think the kids would have a really good time, but they just don't really know or what. So I waited and pushed till I could get that. And eventually it worked. It was a struggle. And I'll tell you, it was a huge struggle to like, no one wants to go. No one's going to go. The kids are just fighting and blah, blah, blah. But the hour that it actually was, was the best hour ever, but it took work to get there. And so it's not easy, but it's defining the things that we want and and asking it's hard to ask do you guys want to do this with me or can i have the time to go do this by myself can you watch the kids while i go do this but it's not going to happen if we don't take that initiative yeah. and so what do i need to take those actions do i need accountability do i want other moms do i want other friends like do i want to see if other people get on board or maybe the friends around me have no desire doing this stuff do i need to find new people like what do i need to get where i want to go yeah, uh, kind of a theme in what you were just talking about um, that I heard was like having community. Um, I think as women, that community is is really important. I know. I mean, as a homeschooler, when I was home with my kids, um, 
I had started homeschooling when I had four boys at home and my oldest was like seven and my youngest was three. And I was like, all I did was hear mommy, mommy, mommy the whole time. And I'm like, okay, well, they need to a community. So we're going to go find a community for the kids. But then once I found a community, it was like, oh my gosh, how did I survive without this? I needed the community. And um, I know my community also helps me um, realize my genius. And it was a place for me to share my genius as well. Um, are, are you finding that as well? Well, what I'm finding is that um, for so long, I mean, women, if we look back, women lived in villages. Women, women worked together to, they were the gatherers, right? And the hunters went off. And, and that's why I think men can be a little bit more independent. But somewhere along the line, we also said, well, women should be independent too. We should know the answers. We should know how to be the best moms. We should know all these things. And so we've taken this internally. We've gone in our little houses. Who are our neighbors? I don't know anymore. In our little boxes in our cars. We don't have to associate with anybody, right? So we've had these learned behaviors. And so it's hard to then say, we crave it though, because in our DNA to want connection and we crave it, the craving is like, how do you make that happen? I mean, you could want a chocolate mousse cake, but if you don't know how to make it, how do you like, you'd have to go buy it. Right. Or something else like, but like, if you only way you had to do was to make it and you wanted and you craved it, but you can't make it. How do you get it? Like you find someone else who knows how to do it, or, or you, you have to come up with something else. Right. But that's where we're at is we're at this disconnect. I mean, COVID just made it worse, but it was there before COVID. It made it worse in this disconnect. We crave this connection but we don't know how to get it and to make a genuine connection. Cause yeah, we, we can get into a group and be around people, but sometimes I felt worse in the group than I did if I was just sitting home and, and, but it, we have to experiment. And so again, when we're going towards funny, our North star, then we're attracting people to the things we want. We're making those genuine connections that we actually enjoy being with those people, but it is baby steps because we have all these behaviors we have to unlearn. When you think about when you first had your child, some of the first things I know I did as mom, I don't know whoever else, but I start saying no. So I saying, well, no, I have to breastfeed. I have to do this. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to do those things. Those at the time, that's what I need to do. But then that became a habit that I didn't know how then to now say yes or how to reach out or how to do that differently because I'm already created this enclosed habit of not doing that consciously unconsciously whatever and that's where that lost feeling comes from is that lack of connection and saying that i have to and somewhere we lost that along the way so the question is how do we get that back and i want to say that i did my first um what i call circle of grace which is part of the connecting moments where you get your circle and i did mine in person and for me that was even for that for me as i was trying to work with connection stuff like all of a sudden i was like my body tensed up and I could feel like that was too much for me. It was like almost like jumping out the deep end. Like I was trying to like make the cake and it all fell apart. Right. And so intentionally the way I've set up connecting mamas is to be a virtual class. So we start these baby steps and we learn how to listen and to communicate again. And a virtual community isn't going to go away, whether you move or anything, because you, we, we know how that all works. And so this is the bridge to get what I call the growth ship, the circle of grace, where you would get your group of two, three to five moms to make that little community and then take that with you after this course. But again, just trying to create that community 
Because when I looked at mom's groups that I was in before, you sit around the table and you're either camaraderie and you're feeling great in the moment. Well, it's the next day when everything just goes wrong and stuff and you're like crying and you're just like, who do I reach out to? I'm not sure. Like, is it okay to reach out to that person? I'm not sure. I want to take that guess out. And I think part of it is just that we forget how to do those things. And, and we we learn so much that we're trying to fix, we give advice, but it's really about listening. So on that note, I want to give two pieces of advice, ironically, but <laughs> when you are listening to a friend or someone, hold your tongue. Don't try to tell them what they should or shouldn't do. If anything that you want to say, just try to reiterate what they said to make sure you understood and what happens is they usually continue to talk more and they keep getting their thoughts out. And they might come to a conclusion by the end that they didn't even need your help first place because they probably don't. They just need someone to listen to. Secondly, is um, so that you're sitting there listening. Why am I blanking on my second step? <laughs> See, imperfectly being here, right? Yeah. But when we're listening to each other, we've always tried to like fix it, right? So that's why I'm saying reiterate it. Listen, oh, the pause. So a lot of times people will pause and then all of a sudden you want to fill in what they might've said. Oh, your husband was doing that. Or that was, oh, that's what kids always do. Or, or you just, oh, I, I know your kid, your son does that. Like you want to fill in their sentence from, don't, bite your tongue. Let that uncomfortable pause, let them finish their thoughts. A lot of times you might finish it a way that they weren't intending to or weren't even sure. And then they just shut down. So when we're truly listening to someone, we want to just reiterate what they're saying. And then they might go further like, oh, no, no, you missed this part. Or like, no, I, well, I have more to say or like, whatever. And then secondly, let's have some awkward silences. It's okay. We don't have to fill the void every single time. Just either hold their hand, be comfortable with, learn to be comfortable with that because we're uncomfortable with that. And again, learn behaviors, it's practice. It's intentionally setting out, these are the things I'm going to do next time I listen to someone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, sometimes doing those hard things, a lot of times, you know, just having a friend to sit by you is really important. Sometimes also, though, I think you need mentors. And I know, I mean, that's something that you do is, can you tell us what is a mentor? What is your definition of a mentor? Well, first of all, I want to take a step back and just, just the envy part of social media. When you look at social media and you're like, Oh, they have what I want. Or, or, or for instance, you could look at any of these, um, like Martha Beck or Jamie Lynn Kern and say, oh, they have the most amazing life. And, but the question is looking at their stories, how did they get there? Success leaves clues. So you look at, at what they did. And that's why I say, look at some of the self-help. If there's someone that speaks to you that, that you feel compelled to learn from, learn from them. That's what, that's where the mentorship comes in is when you see where they're at, and you want to be there too. And they offer something that helps you get there, that offers insight into how they did it. Now, of course, you're not going to do the exact same place, but that's the point of mentorship is someone's already been there on where you were at, and they got to even just a little bit further or wherever on the other side, and they want to share that with you. That's where mentorship comes in because we all, honestly, when you when you go through and you figure out who you are, the most thing that lights you up is helping others. So like my whole thing is I just want to serve moms. I want to see other moms light up. I want to see their kids light up because they're lit up. Sorry, I'm emotional with that one. <laughs> but that's what I want to do. 
And that's what I learned from figuring that out. And so I'm looking right now at other business people. How do I create this business? How do I get my message out there? That's where I'm, I feel stuck, right? I don't, I don't necessarily have the clientele yet. I have the passion and not necessarily the people who have attracted to me yet. So I'm working on being patient and working on how to get my message out there. And that's where I'm at. And that's who my mentors are right now is people who've already done that and looking at their stories and how long it took them and, and trying to be patient. And that's the same thing when you decide what your vision is and someone that else has already got there, you find that person ask, how did you do that? What can I learn from you? And it might even be someone who hasn't even thought about being a mentor, but you're just, you're enamored by the person. Well, start being curious. Ask them some questions. Don't, don't be like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Start, how did you do it? How? What, what are some of the steps you can't? Do you have any advice for me or have a conversation with them? And that's where I think mentorship comes from is just finding, again, listening to your intuition and where do you want to go? Who's already got there? How did they get there? Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of times you're afraid to ask these people. I I know my current mentor, I followed her for years and was just buying her books and all of that. And then um, I realized I needed to get a mentor and her, she immediately came to thought. I'm like, oh, she would never do that. I reached out to her and she's been mentoring me for, for years now. And I'm just so grateful that I took that step. And, and sometimes that step is the hardest one to, you know, to take that step, to ask someone for help. And it goes back to what you were saying before, as moms, as women were, you know, society today, you know, they try and keep us in that little box so that we're not communicating and, really our strength, I think, um, you know, it's not just women, but I think women just naturally are a little bit more communicative and we need that interaction uh, to be our best selves. I think everybody does, but as moms and as women, I think we need it a little bit more. I love how you said that about taking the step and asking for that mentor. And um, I want to reference Mel Robbins right now in terms of where she was said, you won just by sending that message. And so it's those actions that we're telling our brain. So even if she had said no, you would at least take that first step. And they're like, okay, well, she can't do it. Maybe this person can do it then. And so it's like taking those first steps. And on that note, thinking back to the that first, um, when I went to the Believe It seminar, um, one of the speakers in there is one of her good friends, Melancy Keys, who runs the jewelry business. And I was just enamored by her personality on stage and stuff. And one day I actually just sent her an Instagram message telling her about my journey in the hard 75. And I honestly never expected to hear back from her. Two days later, I had a voice message from her on Instagram telling me how she had a friend that does that and she was inspired by my journey. And then as I started to become a blogger, um, I sent her this long email, just like, I don't know if you'd be interested, but I really want to do this gratitude series. Would you be willing to do with me? We spent three hours in Zoom together doing gratitude series because- I sent it out there and every once in a while I order more jewelry and she even sent a personal note to my mom and the jewelry I ordered, like just that rapport, like you never know, like, and it, I could have said, okay, well, I'm not going to send this message. And even if she didn't respond, I won. And I've sent many messages where people haven't responded, but it's just, it's, it's that process, that practice of sending it 
of saying yes, because at some point you will get some yeses. They won't all be yeses, but you will get some yeses. Yeah. Yeah. And understanding that for every no that you get, you just have to keep asking and there will be a yes. Yes, exactly. And I know that's the hard part, but as I just, that's why I love Mel Robbins. And she said, as long your win was in putting it out there. Yeah. That's your win because you took action. Doesn't matter the results. You won by taking action. Wow. That's awesome. Well, Michelle, our our time is up. This has been so much fun. I love talking to you. We could go on for hours. We could. Oh, we actually have this morning, but that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Everybody who's listening, be sure and uh, check out Michelle's presentation for the uh, Realizing Genius Homeschool Conference. She uh, shares a lot of of wonderful information. And I just want to leave you moms with this at the end of the day. It's just about taking those baby steps. So when we're looking at connection, take one more step. So if someone asks you a question at the Starbucks line or in the grocery store, some one more question, you never know where conversation or connection or what you will learn. We're working towards those baby steps and making genuine connection. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, thank you, Michelle. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.